0: Welcome to another exciting episode. oh gosh, whoops, of uh, the comic (laughs) book chronicles. Make sure you get out of the Skype chat when you start recording. Because that messes up the thing. I am your host, Raticat. You can find me at uh, Raticat on Twitter. You can find me at Need on Twitter. You can find me at CBcaps on Instagram.
1: South Carolina with Columbia down the way.
0: <laughs> and sound effects you've heard come from another other than our man in Brooklyn, one agent70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Yeah. And you can find this here program on the Cold Leather Podcast Network. That's C S P N dot US. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast personal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Cold Leather Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Uh, there we go. Yay! Uh, so folks, we are coming. This is a little behind the scenes. You probably wouldn't have known this if you just listened to the audio version. But we had a little technical difficulties that kept us from um, recording on our normal day, Thursday, which we would normally record uh at nine thirty ish p.m. on Twitch.tv slash Combo Chronicles and uh,
1: YouTube.com slash Click Nation. Make sure to hit like and subscribe. And uh, if you did do that, you would know that we are just a day behind schedule. <laughs> Yep, yeah. But we are here, folks, and
0: technical issues slightly ironed out for the moment. Uh had to threaten some violence again, but whatever, we are here. So we are going to start off with the recap for Miss Marvel episode number four.
1: All right, the episode what is the title of this episode? Seeing Red. Ah, see, oh, you know what? It makes a lot of sense that this episode is called Seeing Red. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have now reached past the midpoint of Ms. Marvel, and we find ourselves in a vastly different location, a different locale for Kamala Khan's story. We are in Thailand, I mean, downtown Karachi, uh, with, uh, with parts of Thailand doubling as downtown Karachi. <laughs> As uh, we explore the background of uh, Kamala's mother's side of the family. Wait, was that confirmed that,
0: that it was uh, Thailand? Because I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the cre- uh, credits.
1: Yeah, two things. One, I did look at the credits. And two, I remember, distinctly remember, us doing a story about them uh, having to delay production a little bit because they had to go to Thailand. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, and almost
0: is akin to uh, what they did with uh, Moon Knight, which I feel like there's a you could say that for a couple of different things with the show. Um, we are we have moved to an entirely different uh, location where we may spend the rest of this the show. We don't know that part yet.
1: Right. We still have two more episodes to go. It seems unlikely that we're going to completely uh, abandon the Jersey City setting of the show but i think that you know i think we 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 had a suspicion that they might not have the room in this show to go into this particular arc in the comics because right. this is not one of the opening arcs in the book no fact, this is a like little a- bit further down the road but obviously if you're if, if you're a fan of the comic book series that this that this uh television um, series is based on They've changed a lot of Kamala's origin and 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 uh, it follows that the comic book, you know, delved into a lot of the inhuman side of the origin. Whereas here they're looking to really establish something that is more uh, tied to her Pakistani uh, South Asian roots. Mm-hmm. So. It makes more sense that they would dive into this particular arc sooner rather than later. But I think we were still fairly, I, I think it was fair for us to doubt that they might dive into this right away. So right. I was mildly surprised that they went into this so fast and it seemed kind of suddenly. Yeah. In my opinion.
0: Well, in a way, when, yeah. up until like last ish, at last episode when it was like, you're going to Karachi. And I'm like, oh, okay, are they actually going? Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> like I said, just like akin to uh, Moon Knight. Where, except for the fact that you woke up in Cairo at the end of uh, episode three, I believe, as opposed to going to. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, like I said, akin to it, like it's just, they just switched locations, and yeah, I was kind of surprised, but I guess it makes sense, because especially now knowing that they're tying her the origins of her powers to the djinn, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess that gives them some way some leeway to uh kind of ex- explore uh that in her in the her, his, uh, her 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 um
1: her uh, culture a little bit more right so right 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 so i'll 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 just cover the beginning parts of the episode because okay. i've i i you know as, as the child of immigrants i definitely uh, recognized a lot of this particular experience that she has Fair. so kamala's on a plane with her mother going back to pakistan maybe not for the first time but maybe for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. and um you know the the, the 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 transatlantic the transcontinental travel the uh the, the long ride uh the cramped quarters dealing with uh seating on a last second plane booking uh you know internationally as well uh, meeting cousins that you barely ever see and apparently you know just decide to abandon you on the street Um, yeah right we'll get to that uh, because they have better things to do no I I just wanted to cover like this whole family thing right like everything up to where we get introduced to spoiler alert and obviously spoilers incoming for all of Marvel all of Ms. Marvel all of the MCU spoiler bell you know forgot to ring it so here it is one two three incoming spoilers so, uh, but getting back to the whole family thing, uh, you know, Kamala's, uh, uh, you know, dropped off at her grandmother's house, which is pretty big. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, they got some dough and apparently it's not far, like a shack.
0: Right. And apparently pretty far from, cause they I assumed they got there like early, early morning. Cause when they got, when they got to the place, it was like daytime.
1: Right. Right. So, you know, my, my guess is that, you know, they had, they had, they weren't, you know, that bat that that bad off right you know they had they had like a pretty nice looking house there and uh ultimately you know we find out that you know kamala's having some problems fitting in she's wearing jeans and apparently there's a dress code for brunch uh in that part of pakistan and or that part of karachi so you know she can't get in and you know she's she's uh given off to her cousins and this is when her cousins kind of ditch her and at this point, Kamala runs into a character straight out of the comic books. And that being, uh, that is uh, Red Dagger. And I'll mm-hmm. let Roddy Cat take him from here.
0: So, yeah, I, 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 I thought the ditching of the covers, even though that's a real thing that, that does happen. I was like, wait, so you're just going to ditch your cousin who hasn't been here, if, if not ever, or in a while you know, not enough to know her way around, just gonna just leave her to her own devices while y'all, while you go off and do your thing. Um, was was kind of funny to me, not funny, but it was like that was like it's crazy because I'm, pretty yeah, sure.
1: I but, mean, part of it is part of it is hold that thought, part of it is. That obviously, you know, like a lot of the um the, the the former British colonies have English as like a main spoken language. Sure. And so it's a little easier to ditch someone whose main spoken language is English in a country like that. Whereas, you know, if you were in if you if she was actually in Thailand, she'd be screwed, and you know, looking for the first person that spoke English. You know, yeah. so I felt like I understood, but at the same time, I was like, man, that's a, you know, forgive my French. That's a dick move, cousins. Basically. So, um, but at
0: any, at any rate, so, um, so yes, she does end up going off to the train station. She was looking forward to look for the train that she and her mom, well, not her mom, not her mom, her grandmom saw, um, and that other lady whose name, is who's escaping me, uh, saw, uh, and that's when she runs into Red Dacker. And I feel like we talked about whether we were going to say, I know I made a mistake in, in, in saying that, um, the the other dude she met was was Red Dagger, but it was like well, going to it kind of makes sense that she was going to, and I felt like we talked about that at at some right. point.
1: Um, right, like I think you know that's that's what I was touching on before in the discussion, which is we weren't sure if they were going to be able to fit it in. Right, and because of the the, the nature of her her uh, rejiggered, you know, uh, uh, redone story, it fits in more easily in the six issue uh, six episode series right so uh
0: so they meet up they get into a little sparring match i guess uh, i'm not sure whether he was testing her out or whether he considered her an actual threat or but he knew who she was um uh there was that funny there, there was that um after the, the the sparring session ended the the, the, the terminator line <laughs> right i got that that was funny yeah it was i it was, like, was like i just wanted to say that I'm like, all right. Yeah, seriously. So they ran. I did that reference. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 I mean, I felt like he probably could have used another take on it, but hey, that's right. It it worked out. It, It still got the the um. It still got the the um. The response it needed. So anyway, so they end up running off because the the they were getting chased by the police or whoever else, and they ended up going to. Uh, red daggers the the base of their the red daggers operation which apparently it's not just him it's just like it's the the group called the
1: red daggers in this case and yeah I'm not sure or like a small was... it's supposed to be a small society i'm like it's two guys
0: well that we saw like there could be more that yeah we probably didn't see you and i thought about that too also i was like okay yeah it's a weird thing but i, I apparently i feel like the people that were in the kitchen that they that they use the secret engines they are at the very least know about it if not a part of it Mm -hmm. so they probably just had people work in the front (laughs) you know like like in the barbershop and then just hit the secret level and going up at that kind of situation but regardless uh we meet um wait what is let me what was dude's name um so yeah, we find out we who, Kareem the Reddacker. Right. Yeah, no, not him, But that's not the name who we do it. But Kareem the Red Dagger, But we meet the other dude Walid. That's his name. Who right. I guess is the leader or something. We don't necessarily get a sense of who he is, but he pretty much tells um, Kamala, who because he also knows who she is, uh, about the fact that hey, um, you know. um... Uh, your great grandmother comes from this place, and the the clandestines who are slightly different come from the same realm. But if they get a hold of the bracelet, then they could pretty much incur into um, into our world.
1: Oh, did did you mean to say incursion? Create an incursion? Yes, yes, I did.
0: <laughs> I did
1: because that's what that thing looked like. Because it was like when, mm-hmm. when
0: yeah, cause it was like so they basically said that he basically was like like yeah. There's a realm that's not seen in this realm, you know not not seen from this realm, but like if they use the bracelet, they could pretty much uh encroach that realm into this realm and take it over, so it was totally an incursion right um so anyway we could find this out we find this out from this dude uh and then um. Uh, what else we see? Oh, find out there there is writing on the bangle, and uh, Waleed says that it means "What you seek is seeking you." Kamala doesn't know what that means. Um, uh, then the the clandestine who were being held at some sort of. Prison that damage control apparently has breaks out, and I thought about that. I was like, Well, that makes sense. It's the Marvel Universe, <laughs> it's pretty easy
1: to break out of uh, a Superman so prison. easily. So easily, it was just like you know, lickety split. They were out of that prison,
0: right? <laughs> and they only had like one guard, you know, one guard guard. And I was like, Yeah, they're clearly leaving this place pretty soon. Um, but they left Cameron, uh, who got who had gotten repulsed or tased i guess yeah was with
1: dipset no i'm I mean um
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they dipped out on him all right, right. but in any event yeah, yeah go so, ahead i'm sorry to right. interrupt. so
0: so they left so the rest of so his mom and the rest of them left him there and i assume he possibly got out of there also um um and probably he'll show back up in the next episode or two or probably at the end or something that we don't know um, but then we cut back to Karachi where uh, Kamala's talking to her grandmom. Um and they talk about some um, uh talking about still trying to figure out uh to, trying to figure out her life and who she is and all that kind of just kind of must even at her even at her age. And I was like, Yep, I get that. That's a that's the thing we're all doing right now. <laughs> still trying to you, you never stop figuring out who you are, you know, and, and that's a that's a universal thing. Uh, but then, um, Red Dagger texts her, text her and goes to see if she's free. And, um, it's like, go, go on, go on, go on with your people. Uh, no. Shout out to grandmoms, because grandmoms cover for cover for Kamala pretty, pretty nicely. Even though, because she said later on, it was like, yeah, she was with her cousins. Like, well, we know she was not. Right? <laughs> so, so Grandma know the deal. Um, and Kamala ends up, um, uh, um, uh, going off with Red Dagger and his crew, and and uses her uh, sloth baby uh, moniker for the first time at mm. on the beach, um, and has another conversation which we didn't talk about about how uh, the spiciness of the food because apparently which I, I forgot about that was the thing that was in the in the in the comic books from when she went.
1: To... I, I couldn't remember honestly.
0: Yeah, because she was like she was like yeah the the, the food is so spicy. Because remember earlier in the episode I was like yeah so why didn't you tell me it was death and yeah I think. I don't remember that line being in it, but I do remember her having an issue when she went to uh, Karachi, having an issue with the spiciness
1: of the food. That so. is such a that, that is such a first generation American thing. Right. You know, It's very typical. Very, very typical. You know, uh, it, and it's it's almost like 50 50, whether or not like the Americanized kid uh, gains a taste for spicy foods or not. Right. And it was... just, I'm, I'm speaking anecdotally, you know, sure, like, sure, I sure. Picked it up. You know, some family members didn't, <laughs> <So>. right? <laughs> and there was also because I remember that earlier conversation about the, the
0: "quote unquote" whitewashing of the Chinese food, right? <laughs> was also a thing. I'm like, yes.
1: right? I kind of got a kick out of that. I was so like, did I... you just walk into a Chinese restaurant? Yes, it was.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. No, I enjoyed all of that. Um, so then we cut to while while um while um, uh Kamala's off with uh with with them uh Muniba her mom was talking to her mom uh Sana um you know about what she needed and about why she left uh, and you know wanting um wanting Sana to come home with them because she's kind of getting up in age uh but true grandmom seemed like she was she was <laughs> all her text was there so she was like was like eh, eh. <laughs> Uh, Because she she was thinking, I was like, oh, I thought you had gotten away from, you wanted to get away from me. She was like, no, I just wanted to, you know, get away from all this other stuff. Um, So, so there was that nice little touching moment, and then Kamala came home, and they had a, her and uh, Maniba had a nice little uh, um, chat, well, had a nice little talk over some very hard toffee, apparently. Right. (laughs) Um and then like i said we we uh then the next day we get back at the, the red dagger hideout and um uh um kamala's kind of using learning how to use her powers a little bit more um which comes in handy because there's um a literal break in with um najma and her crew which i don't know how long i i assume it has been there but i don't know how long uh, flights to karachi were And I don't know where they were, where that damage control prison were, but they got there
1: seemingly pretty fast. But then again, it's the Marvel unit. I was just under the presumption that they used their powers or somehow, you know, some they had some form of uh, extra (laughs) extra type of transportation. I'm Mm. presuming they did not use commercial flights.
0: They found Gateway in the outback, and
1: it was like, "Hey, get yeah. us something, <laughs> something, something." That's just my that was my guess as to sure. how they got there so quick, so quickly. You know what? I'll allow
0: it. That's 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 about as sound as you're going to get in this world. Right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he's okay.
1: like, So they pop up," and I'm just like, "How?" Okay. Right.
0: You know? Right. I was like, we never, we did not know none of them deemed themselves to be a teleporter, so we don't, we right. know it's not one of them, but. Like you said, maybe they did have some means at their disposal. But anyway, uh fight breaks out. Uh, Waleed pretty much uh, turns into Batman and uh, kind of holds them off, uh, holds off like three different people while um, while La Kareem and uh, Kamala try to get away, even though they were just kind of standing there. Uh, but then they get out into the streets and they, um, you know, chase breaks out um, all over the place, which ends in... Uh, and, um, well, two things. Kamala, not, well, Kamala's driving lessons coming in handy, apparently. Kind of. Kind, kind of. of,
1: yeah. I was like, Is that how you shift the stick shift in, in, in Karachi? What? Does she know what a clutch looks like? Yeah, she was kind of stripping that bad boy. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, I, you know, like, I freely admit I cannot drive a stick shift car. I've never really tried. I have, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a city kid, you right. know, like. You know, com- compared to me, Roddy Cat's from the backcountry. <laughs> so, you know, like it's not a surprise that you have some experience with a stick shift car or, a, you know, like, a, a, a whatchamacallit, a manual transmission on maybe well, like a truck or something.
0: It's only because my, my the, well, the, my last car uh, was a stick shift. For, for, for that, I've mostly driven automatics outside right. of that. So it was up until my near adult years where I finally learned how to drop stick, but I enjoyed it. So I
1: don't know if I'd get another one, but regardless, I only joke about that because, you know, here in the city, if you're stuck in traffic, there is no way in hell you want a stick shift unless you're one of these speed people who just love the feeling of the shift. There are yeah. people like that, but then they run into, you know, traffic and they're just like this sucks. And holding you know? the
0: and holding the um holding the clutch. I mean holding the holding the clutch up a hill. Oh my god. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's not great. Right. But anyway, this is beside the point. You, yeah, listen to us here. listen to us old people
1: talk about driving,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh but anyway, like I said, the fight breaks out, they get to run into a chase in out in the city. Uh, unfortunately ends up uh someone making um uh, without giving it too far, because it's only been a couple of days, so we won't, don't want to give everything away. But um, something, something tragic ends up happening uh, to a person that's not the main character or anyone close to them. Um, but um, uh, and at the end, uh, when Najma is kind of going after um, Kamala, she hits the Brangle with her with her knife, and which. Um, transports we presume transports uh uh kamala back to uh according to this article 1947 in the, during the partition right so and that is where she that is where we leave off with her trying to get her bearings um and i believe she does end up getting on top of one of the trains which we can almost presume that she's going to be the one that saves her grandmom um uh, uh, and and complete the circle,
1: right? Right? Uh, yeah, some sort of causal time loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that's what I think most people figure. Yeah, uh, you know, having listened to uh, uh, one podcast already that talked about this, mm-hmm. um, I, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, I wanted to just touch up one thing I glossed over when it came to the family interaction. Mm. It turns out that. Um, that that Sana, the grandmother, um uh when talking to Kamala when she first gets to the house, uh, you know, Kamala's like, Am I a djinn? And she's oh, like, yeah. and, and Sana says, Oh, of course you are. It's genetics. And I'm like, is this like a backdoor in humans possibly, <laughs> you know, laying it in? You know, because you know, because they they do say that, you know, if Thor landed in the Himalayas, India, in the middle of yeah, in the middle mm-hmm. of India. They would have called him a gin too, not right. knowing what he was. So I, you know, like part of me is just like, huh, you know, I wonder if they're leaving that open, right? Because I feel like because part of me is like, okay, so they started down this
0: this this gin road, and maybe they're going to be like, well, at the end of this, one or two people is probably going to show up. I think I I talked to you after the fact, or maybe it might have been during the show. It was like either it's going to be Carol Danvers and or Wong right is going to show up and be like either hey this is this is not necessarily what you think it is this is like cree energy or something like that or from the infinity stone you know, or mm. an offshoot of the interview or
1: the mega bands. Like we like, we're like people are speculating. We don't know. Um, right. You know, cause a lot of people were remember we, even you were speculating that these were the quantum bands from yes. quasar. Right. And we're, so we're starting to see that that's probably not the case, but we don't know yet. We still we don't, don't know, know yet. We still got two more episodes to go. I'm still kind of hoping it is. Cause it makes more sense in, in
0: that respect, because because of the bands, powers they manifest. Exactly. Like it's more Green Lantern slash quant, uh, slash uh, Quasar than right. than the Mega Bands would have that would, that would have done historically, comically rather. Mm. Um, but that is the case. We still we still have to f- figure out where that's going to go, or they're just going to lean into this whole Gen thing and it's like, nope, this is a whole nother realm, um, a la Talo a la Quantum, um, the the Quantum uh, area, uh, the quantum mm. realm, you know. The dark dimension, yeah, all these some, other yeah, some
1: other right, some other place that uh, you can access via the quantum, you know, via quantum gateways, right? You know, and interestingly, we get more and more appearances by, you know, uh, Ant Man art and yes. Ant Man references throughout this entire series, and it kind of makes sense because of the whole podcast thing that you know that was uh, revealed on the first episode where. Right. You know, most of the details of the battle of uh, Avengers Compound were revealed by Ant Man in a podcast. Mm-hmm. So about so, that. So about that. One, I
0: know you caught the art who it was after. Yeah. Now, did you did you look up the person that supposedly that, that did the art? Because it says Sarah. No, 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 no. It says Sarah Kuhain saying after Adrian Elfona. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, and the only the only, and I don't know, it could be the same person, but apparently, from what I looked at, the only Sarah Hussein, not I am assuming, not related to Faiza, Which man, that would be great. Um, um, is a, I think she's a lawyer for the EFF, or she works for the EFF. I'm not sure if she's a lawyer, but uh, that was the only the uh, the name that I came across. And obviously, there was like um, people. The, there was like a. Um, that was like a reference to FaZe Hussein, but not with between this person or not. Right. But the the name Adrian Alfona, who was the I guess the main you could say the main artist for um between him and talk, uh tak Mizawa of mm-hmm. uh Mia M- M- of uh Miss Marvel. So I was happy right. to to see that um being dropped in there. So but yeah, like I said, I couldn't really find too much about the 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 the, the Sarah Hussein person. Outside okay. of that, so I mean, you could very well be the same person, or this person's got very good SEO. One of the two. <laughs> Either way, um, that's pretty much that for the episode. Um, we still got two two more to go. Uh, any predictions about where is it going to go? No, outside of no. you know,
1: no, because our comic book knowledge here is only good for so much, right? So it's going to be a little difficult to figure out where this episode, where this show is going for us. So that leaves us in the same boat as everybody else. And I think it's interesting that we're all getting a little history lesson now on partition Yeah, because it's something that, you know, much like uh, Nakia mentions early on in the show that we probably spent maybe 25 minutes to half an hour on over an entire semester of world history. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Whereas we spent a you know a million a million years on you know the Dark Ages, right? And 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 World War Two, although this happens in the wake of World War Two, right. uh, because of the collapse of uh, British colonialism.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, like I said. Um... Yeah, like you said, the, the 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 future of the show is still kind of up in the air. Um, I like I said, there's a couple of things I would like to see uh, coming out of it, but and like one or two of those have already been mentioned by me. But outside of that, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't know, and we don't know because obviously there's going to be a lead into the Marvels because that, that right. has to happen. We don't know. Oh, that was another thing I wanted. Uh, um, uh, we are getting into um, post credit scene territory now. So I'm very curious as to one how many we're going to see and what we're going to see.
1: No, no, no that's a good point. It is a good point. And I made a, I, I made a joke about this when uh, Multiverse of Madness came out. Mm-hmm. You know, I was wondering if they were going to tie into Moon Knight at some point, but no. So I'm presuming that there's not going to be anything Thor-related right. in this, and there's not going to be anything Ms. Marvel-related when we go to see Thor next week.
0: Yeah, I would be... Yeah, that would be interesting to see how they would tie that up cuz there has been like rumors about the the tying into both of those mm-hmm. um and yeah that would be kind of curious all right here's my prediction um uh kamala's trying to get back to the present day and she needs a guide and somehow it's trevor slattery
1: <laughs> from talo <laughs> he's like oh i was just passing uh... through cuz you know oh uh, with uh, which one call it with um i can't morris have,
0: yes morris thank you i couldn't remember the, the thing's name <laughs> with morris the faceless creature i mean kind of like it's not a sloth but kind of sorter. so I mean, yeah that's so funny <laughs> I, that that's that very, funny. seriously that would be the case but that would be some funny shit to happen
1: <laughs> i mean you know it like yeah, you know, it's it's too much to ask for like Michelle Yeoh to, to show up, you know, you yeah. know from Talo and 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 give Kamala a hand. Yeah. But um but yeah, no, it's it it I am curious to see where this goes next week mm-hmm. because this is, you know, we're we're deep in the realm of uh, time travel travel now if we are in fact time traveling. I I
0: it it feels like that's the case. Like the, the with everything yeah. we've been given so far, it feels like yeah, this is going to like you said it's going to be a causal loop. Uh, right, and maybe, maybe upon maybe she'll find that other bangle because it also would make sense for that to, to happen.
1: Right, but then you know you wonder if um, you know if it really is time travel. It's like, all right, so what? What about these bangles allows a character, uh, uh, someone, to time travel? You know, maybe the more the negabands and the quantum bands, because remember, you bang the you bang the quantum <laughs> bands together. I mean, the the negabands together, you get right. transported to another to a uh, right. uh, place in time yeah 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 you know we're just we're just speculating here folks we're 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 extrapolating what we know from the uh, re- from the regular marvel comics universe right. and seeing what they're going to how they how they might adapt it into the mcu but it's just speculation on our part so yeah pretty much like i said we, we know they've they have changed
0: enough of uh kamala's origin in this to to be like we like you said earlier we don't know we yeah we, we have no know. idea
1: all right so we can move on now yeah so you said you wanted to touch on the boys for a second or that's right, a bunch of words like, I, but <laughs> yeah exactly just a couple of a couple of shows that have uh been going on whilst we've been recording these uh last couple of weeks last several weeks so i am up on the boys season three now And I'm up on Umbrella Academy, and I'm almost up on Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about these three shows. We're not ignoring them. It's just that Roddy Cat hasn't gotten into them, so it's not fair uh, for me to, uh, you know, it's not like Picard where I was just a little behind every time Roddy Cat wanted to talk about it. In this case, he's just never started these shows. So for me, it's just about just touching upon each one and letting everyone know that we are, you know, that that, that I am, in fact, keeping up with these shows. So first off, with regards to The Boys, I think this is really one of the best written shows out there. I'm not a big Uh, consumer of weekly television or, you know, network television or even streaming television here, folks. Um, But I can definitely uh, assert my own opinion and say that I think the boys is really well written. It obviously benefits from being able to uh, mine that, um, uh, that well of cynicism and satire That everyone loves because you don't have to, you know, try to be uh, you know, you don't have to try to be as positive. It's so much easier to be negative and it's so much easier to take shots at um tropes and shots at things that are happening in real life and putting a a a funny spin on them. It it's just it just is. I'm not being cynical of myself in saying that. So the boys really does take a lot of liberties with that, and it does uh of it does do a very good job of poking fun at a lot of things that we're used to and you know twisting uh certain character ideas and 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 turning them into uh something that is fun and worth watching even though there's a lot of gore and there's a lot of you know unnecessary violence and you know you know, maybe this is old age talking. Maybe even unnecessary nudity. But I've always been of the uh, of the of of the mind that you know more nudity is better is better um, for 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 us. But um, you know, in any event, uh, I think that the boys is well worth catching up on. I would recommend that to Roddy Cat, and he'll probably listen to everything I've just said and be like, "Oh yeah, you weren't kidding." When you know when you're talking about that uh when it well, comes not, to and not the first time not the first person i've already
0: heard that from because of I've, I've, people letting up that actually have been watching the show i was like yeah that that um or, orgy scene was low much
1: yeah the hero gasm yeah All right. But well, what's funny is that hero gasm was just kind of like a uh uh a, a set piece in a greater story, which was great, you know, it's not like the entire story was about gasm. Right. It was more; there was a lot more to that particular episode. It was just a set piece in that episode. Um, I wanted to move on to the Umbrella Academy, which, uh, as we as we all know, is also just like the boys, based on a comic book, and it's a comic book that I I, I probably looked at like once or twice when it was initially coming out, but never decided to 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 to, to keep up with it. I've always liked the characters much more than the writing of Umbrella Academy. I felt like some of the writing was a little weird. Obviously the, com- the comic book is probably a little weird when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, kind of a classic superhero storytelling. It's not that at all, but I feel like the characters are just that good on uh, the Umbrella Ca- Academy. Uh, Klaus is a, is a, is a star. Uh, he he is definitely one of the best characters on TV. Um, you know, they, they, they do a good job with dealing with uh, Ellen and now Elliot Page uh, over the course of these three seasons. And I felt like this season was a little all over the place, but I thought that the high parts of the season were pretty well done. You know, the lows were a little tough to deal with, but the high parts of the season were pretty well done. So I think it's well worth it for Roddy Cat eventually to uh, watch the three seasons of uh, The Umbrella Academy as well. And finally, we get to Stranger Things, which is on season four. And, you know, Stranger Things has been a phenomenon on Netflix. It's a big thing. And, you know, it's setting records on you know you know viewing records it has set viewing records on on netflix and now we're in the final stages of season four um the last two long form episodes of season four just hit netflix uh last night slash this morning i was able to watch the first one before recording this episode and i'm almost up to date on that and i will tell you that you know they still do a really good job of um, juggling the balls. They're spinning a lot of plates. You know? Phrasing. Terms... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, juggling the balls in the air, keeping the balls in the air. How about that? You know? They're keeping multiple balls in the air. They're spinning lots of plates on those poles in order to uh, keep um, all of these characters relevant throughout the, the story and they do a very good job of doing that you know and i think that's a strength amongst that's a strength for all of the three shows that i've talked about so far is that they're gigantic ensemble shows and each of them does a really good job of spinning multiple plates in the air so that there are uh, multiple storylines going on and not one plate gets neglected and falls down you know there are a couple of characters that do get short shrift that maybe don't get spun. Their their particular plate doesn't get spun enough, you know. I'll I'll say that the character of Allison in the Umbrella Academy comes to mind right away. But uh, ultimately, uh, you know, Stranger Things has done a good job so far with this final season. With, with this most recent season, it's not the final season, but it's this most recent season as well. So I just wanted to uh, do a quick recap. Uh, you know, and let everyone know that that I am in fact watching these shows, and you know I'm up to date on them. So you know, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me uh, 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 a tweet or or something on on Instagram, and let me know if you have anything to talk about when it comes to uh, the Boys, uh, the Umbrella Academy, or Stranger Things. And with that, we will move on to the comic book news, uh, comic book reviews for the week.
0: Yay! And I believe we said that we were going to start with Iron Cat number one. As I pull up the covers,
1: Iron Cat. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm making a reference to Lionheart here. It's a Jean Claude Van Damme movie here, folks. But we're going to transition over to comic book reviews. (laughs) And as we said, our first book is Iron Cat number one. It's written by Jed McKay with art by Pere Perez, colors by Frank D'Armada, and letters by VCs Ariana Mar or Mayer actually. So if you are not familiar with this con with the concept of Iron Cat, this is something that ev- that emerged from the most recent volume of Black Cat, uh, where Iron Man, uh, well where Felicia Hardy broke into um, uh, Stark what is it now Stark that's not Stark Enterprises Stark
0: Um, you know I don't know I I thought
1: he went back to industries but actually I'm not sure I forget yeah so so he breaks she breaks into a Stark building Mm -hmm. and you know she gets to his forge and creates a a really sleek uh, Iron Man style suit for herself uh, you know, uh, uh, so that she can use it to, uh, you know, to to do what she's got to do as the Black Cat. But in this issue, we actually have um, a bit of a walk down memory lane with a character, with two characters who preexisted this issue. Yes. I did not realize that the character who emerges as the primary antagonist in this issue previously w- was a previous character created and, and and established in the Marvel comic book universe. Yeah. Did not realize that. Found out that this character had, in fact, appeared in like a Peter Parker Spider-Man annual from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, as I said, you know, we're, we're on – uh, a flashback, uh, you know, uh, walk down memory lane. While in parallel, we're also dealing with uh, the, the 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 burglary, the robbery of the Iron Cat suit from Stark, from Tony Stark. Tony Stark accuses the Black Cat of stealing the the Iron Cat suit, and Black Cat is basically saying, "Hey, I'm on a job right now. I am not even close to dealing with this Iron Cat stuff." And this job happens to dovetail with this walk down memory lane. Right. Plus the fact that the Iron Cat suit at the end of her using it had been destroyed.
0: That, that she thought.
1: Right. Right. So it turns out that Tony, you know, in a fit of boredom, decided to re uh, recreate the Iron Cat suit with lots of Tony Stark upgrades. <laughs> and it is this upgraded Tony Stark. This, this this upgraded Iron Cat suit that is uh, hot on the heels of Felicia Hardy? And what I uh, what I enjoyed about this is that Felicia, and in her in her monologue, is like, "I'm just a person. I'm just flesh and blood. I don't really have like real superpowers. She's just a good athlete, you know, trying to stay ahead of uh, a billion dollar, you know, multi billion dollar uh, uh, walking talking weapon of mass destruction." As she says, she's uh, a lot of uh, some rope and a lot of moxie. Right. And, uh, you know, and as I said, the, the there is a reveal in this issue. And I kind of I, I like that this isn't a character that's out of nowhere. Right. I really do. I really like that. We do get an estate. A, 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 you know, we, we do establish a relationship between Black Cat and this character that I don't think was established back then. in Peter Parker you know, uh, or over the course of the regular comics, but you know, mm. it makes sense now with the way the character with the way Black Cat has been characterized over the last several last few years, that is. Mm-hmm. So um all in all, I really like this issue. I thought it was an excellent follow-up to the most recent Black Cat miniseries. Yeah, I agree
0: with that. I felt like the the reveal was kind of telegraphed in, in a way because it was like, okay, you, you you saw them together in the memory you knew one of them when wasn't around anymore because of what happened it, it, let, me, let me phrase it if you kept up with uh the events of the black cat um uh series you know what happens right. to one of the one of the, those people so right it, and this character's back because of what happens to one exactly. of them exactly and so it was like okay so it was kind of telegraphed because knowing that you know the person that wasn't is not there longer and and the two that are there you figured something was going to be the case and sure enough it was like okay there you go because it was like even before he revealed, it was like i already knew who this was like, like halfway right. through the book um but yeah that is the relationship between those two that that uh i guess was fleshed out fleshed out and probably established more in this uh in this uh issue uh i'm not sure if that was a thing that was uh uh established back then either i i guess you could kind of hindsight say sure it makes sense but like you don't we don't really know because as far as I know, we don't I mean I'd would have to do some research into um um you know where this character's been since then, put it this way. Or since inter- being introduced. But uh like you, like I said, I enjoyed this uh, particular issue. Um you know, Jed McKay's in and Black Cat, um you know was always pretty good was always great to us around here so getting to check out more and uh him have actually touching back on something that we figured would have been a, like a throwaway thing cuz let's face it the uh Felicia did a lot of stuff during that uh <laughs> during those uh, uh volumes so any any number of things could have happened to come back up uh, the fact that it was this one and the fact that her and Tony apparently, uh, as I said at the end, have common ground was pretty mm-hmm. funny for them to have to team up. Uh, kind of makes sense. Because they both have had uh, the same uh, similar situations happen in a way, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love how she was like, my ex-girlfriend is trying to kill me with super science. So <laughs> he was like, you know what? <laughs> me too that's happened to me in the past it was like we know Tony's history so I'm looking forward to seeing the next issue that, that's the, 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 that being said same 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 so alrighty
1: President Bartlett just stand there and you're wrong <laughs> <laughs>
0: ha ha I hit the wrong one nice um I'm kind of curious the way you were going to use that one <laughs> that other yeah, one that you flew right. um, what's you wanna, next you want to hit that uh the other iron focused book uh, sure. Yeah.
1: So Iron Man and Hellcat annual number one. It's written by Christopher Cantwell, the writer of the regular Iron Man series with art by, uh, forgive my pronunciation here. This is the first time I've ever seen this name. Ruari Coleman callers by Triona Farrell and letters by our favorite lettering Python VCs, Joe Cara So I think that, uh, I'll, I'll let Roddy cat, uh, take the lead on this one, but I will say that in opening that this, uh, follows up on, um, story items, story points that have been going on in the iron man book. And because it's an annual written by the regular series writer, it feels like this is going to prove to be a little bit more important than your regular run of the mill annual.
0: Well, yes and yes and no, because if I'm not mistaken from the regular book, and as a matter of fact, from the last issue where uh, Tony um, proposed to Patsy, she did, and i know this has come up a couple of times in the course of the book, but regardless, uh, she's brought up the fact that, yeah, she's had some bad, she's had a couple of bad marriages. She, you know, married to literal demons. Uh, and, you know, for those who would know, uh, the Damien Hellstrom, son of Satan, which, who apparently, spoiler alert, comes up in this book. Um, uh, you know, she's had some problems with actual hell. So, and, and that has come up, like I said, once or twice in the course of the regular book. So th- this annual was kind of touching up on that. Now, at first, I was thinking, wait, the the, the dream sequence. At first, I was like, wait a minute. So they did, did they, they actually got married after what happened in that last issue? <laughs> but then it turned out to be not the case, right? Um, I was like, okay, that they got me. That actually pretty much got me because, because like I said, it was like. It's not inside the realm of possibilities for them to do something like that, but at the same time, it was like, that's a weird way to handle it. It was like, okay, you go from, you know, knocking a proposal to actually happen going down. But like I said, it was a dream sequence, it doesn't matter. So, uh, crux of the book though is that apparently Patsy uh inherited um an old house from her mom, which apparently her mom kept off the books. But um her best friend Hetty, who's a longtime staple from her book, uh, picks her up from the airport and she's pretty much just says, if you know the character of Veronica Lodge in the Archies and in, in the Archie comics, she's kinda like that. Um I don't know how, how she is on Riverdale, but you know, it doesn't matter. Uh but anyway, they end up going to the house and staying there for the night, uh, and some supernatural things happen. Uh, which draws in ends up drawing in uh Tony somehow, um, miraculously, but uh, he wasn't there that long and it ends up still kind of being uh, at the end of it, uh, Patsy kind of dealing with, um, dealing with it. So, like so I without, said, without giving too much of it away, but ended up having to, uh, um, Deal with her exes and uh, some, some, uh, some things with her history and her and the, uh, the house was just kind of a, a MacGuffin in a way. All right. For, for I
1: got whatever. a real kick. I got a real kick. Literally a real kick out of how Patsy deals with one of her exes. Yes. I was just like, when I, when I turned the page, I was like, oh snap! I Doof. was like, wait a second. There's definitely a sound effect here uh that 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 came to mind um uh because it reminded me of what uh, uh of what Smokey might say um you know oh where did i put it what did i do with it i can't believe this oh i know what i did with it i know what i did with it so silly Damn! <laughs>
0: Yeah, I enjoyed that also. As a matter of fact, if you go to well, I guess if you go to CB Caps in the next few days, you'll probably see that uh, that All particular right. panel in in um,
1: in its glory. Right. Well, the reason why I so so if you're done, you know, I mean, you know, we've reached the end of the issue, yes, right. So uh, the reason why I think this issue is going to pr- play a little bit more of a pivotal role is because we're going to, exp- you know, it it kind of sets the stage for where Patsy is. Yes, right. And, you know, she's going to be, I think, a continuing supporting character in the Iron Man book. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think this was important. Yeah. Because they needed to—they needed the space in this annual to tell the story and not take it up in the pages of the regular monthly.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, I presume this is going to um, kind of help because in the ongoing in their ongoing relationship, uh, maybe it even gets them at some you know slowly get them to the point to where maybe they will get married. We don't know Cause they, we don't. The only thing we knew about was the proposal. You know, as far as we know, they actually are it is going to happen at some point, and this is probably going to get them to that point. So you're probably right about that. But yeah, it was enjoyable. It was it was a it was it was a fun. in in the tradition of um i would dare say in the tradition of annuals of old because you know uh at a certain point there was like one and done stories that sometimes had something to do with uh, something that tied off into the from the um from the main books or at certain points um it was a whole string of annuals that happened to string together into a story uh, uh, at one point in time i kind of almost missed those days honestly Except, gotcha. for the fact gotcha. That, gotcha. except for the fact that some of that stuff um, kind of went into books that I wasn't reading, so there was that. But they were good stories, so you didn't mind. Regardless, like I said, this was a um, presumably a nice one and, one and done that will probably, like Agent 76, kind of go back into the main book. That being said, we can move on to, uh, you got another one you want to kick out? We got, let us see, actually, let me see what you read. I didn't read that. I didn't have a chance.
1: You might only that. like, She-Hulk.
0: In, in, i in, believe in. that
1: might be the truth yeah because uh you didn't really get a chance to add too many more books so after this we can go rapid fire bet so yeah let's do she hulk and then and then hit uh this is actually a potential click of the week for me okay so she hulk number four is written by rainbow roll with art by luca maresca Colors are by Rico Renzi and letters, again, by our favorite Lettering Paisan, VCs Joe Cara, Manya So I just need a moment mm-hmm. to open a copy of She-Hulk number four and can start talking about it. So, um, you know, one of the funny things about Fight Club is that you're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. Yeah, apparently and Ben
0: forgot about that.
1: that right and and what's funny about this exactly what's what's funny about this is that ben forgets about that and you know we 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 run into and and this is actually uh uh something that um i want to say carried over from the last she-hulk miniseries with with
0: soul oh not the like not, not the last last one um
1: Maybe I, I don't remember that. that no! With the, the whole, you know, with 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 She Hulk trying to, you know, with, with She Hulk trying, you know, like, uh, re, uh, uh, yeah, no, not not when she turned gray, but right. like before she turned gray, right? Where you know she was, you know, having it out with titanium, titania all the time. I mean, that was a long running thing,
0: though. So that's not like that's not just. I mean, that
1: very no, you very like could be it right, again. but yeah, but it's like they picked it up again, and 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 where they they would spar on you know in a very friendly manner uh well i think they as far as i
0: know they just got to the friendly man your main manner in this in the first issue because i was out of that, remembering yeah it's from the issue of this, from this from volume, issue okay. because even because remember even in when she, when jennifer showed up in the the last parts of immortal hulk they were still kind of there was still kind of antagonistic even though you know Okay, um, so that's
1: what I'm remembering. Okay, right. so it's actually earlier in this volume because this right. is only issue four. Okay. Right.
0: But that being, the, that, that being the case, like, yeah, this is... I didn't know they was actually going to pick back, back up on that because if we figured, like, from that issue, uh, issue number one, it was like, yeah, we'll do this, but, you know, we'll just keep it friendly, this and that and the other. And uh, apparently they, wouldn't picked that back on, But uh, and not only that, brought in, uh, which is, a, I guess, another deep cut, uh, if you are... You Know if you are savvy about uh Marvel's uh Marvel's su- uh, Secret Wars, Volcano, <laughs> uh, right, who is Titania's best friend, uh, uh, former, I guess, you know, former lover of uh Molecule Man, if you remember who that is, you know, right, you can go here. all the way back to the original Marvel
1: superhero Secret Wars for that one,
0: folks, exactly. Now, granted, she's shown up since then, but not recently, like, I don't think we've seen Volcano in like the probably last decade or two. So we're seeing Titania here and there, you know, uh, with Crush Creole, but
1: um, right, but yeah, yeah. Volcano. I mean, I was about to say, like, I pronounce it Volcana, but you yeah. know, it's not one of those names that you ever hear, right? So, I've, uh, I flip
0: back and forth. So, yeah, exactly. You you never really you don't really hear it, so who knows, um, right? So,
1: but uh, you know, but with the Fight Club, you know, with the the Fight Club getting interrupted, you know, we run into uh, Jen starting to you know figure out her legal career again. You know, mm-hmm. she's starting over. And, um, you know, she started to uh, figure out how to deal with the rush of clientele that she's got coming in now that everyone's kind of heard that she's starting up again. Which I
0: love. I, love, I would love to see uh, any one of those cases because that kind of harkens back to not only um, uh, Charles Solza's, uh run, but uh, Slots run where she would just have like, you know, superheroes just kind of come in and for crazy cases. And, right. and some of the people that show, shows up here are like, what in the world did they get into?
1: this <laughs> the way they need legal you. counsel i got you i got you i mean i feel like i want to go back to souls run and check that out just to see if they if he also has like a titania thing i feel like i'm mis- I'm, I'm probably misremembering mis- but oh, I, probably I feel like yeah. i want to flip back to that and just see um it was interesting to see i was like wait is that supposed to be shang chi like what uniform is he yes. wearing i know uh and and, and sam alexander
0: was there also, I was like, wait, what in the world did he get into? It was like, this is this is not outlawed, so it can't be that. <laughs> you know, there's even an inhuman in there.
1: I was like, right. what?
0: Right. Nightcrawler was there. Moon Knight, which you can pretty much, you know, <laughs> you can pretty much guess right. what kind of mess he's gotten into. Like, Mr. uh Reed was there apparently. I was like, so wait, what's going on this time? Because they just got met and they touched up on it, uh, the the, um, the custody battle from the FF book when they were right. talking um because apparently yeah. ben had brought all t- told all those people about um that that she was back in business which uh reed would already have known that so
1: right and this is definitely before the reckoning war because exactly. i don't think they would have gotten along like this but we don't know how the reckoning war ends yeah we don't well and plus he
0: had the beard so also so it's definitely yeah it was definitely before the uh reckoning war
1: Right. So we're not sure what's going on. But bottom line here in this issue is that, you know, uh, uh, She-Hulk and and, and Jack of Hearts, you know, are trying to figure out Jack of Hearts' place in this world to get Mm. some bubble tea, which is funny. Um, And also trying to figure out what happened to him. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's always funny because, you know, and, 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 and this is, this is the Asian guy on the podcast here, folks, because I'm always interested to see, you know, because I've met some white folks who are just like, man, I don't like bubble tea. I'm like, wow, right. You're a unicorn because all the white people I run into love bubble tea, you know, but that's just, you know, that's just, that's just a funny anecdotal thing (laughs) on my, from my perspective, you know, right. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, so
0: the only other thing I, I assume is that in the the midst of uh, Jen's and Jack's conversation, um, Ant Man gets mentioned, which harkens back to Disassembled, and and Jen's like, yeah, no, we're gonna leave Scott out of this because cause that is a kind of a long standing thing with um, if anybody knows the 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 uh, the, the events of uh Disassembled. J- Jack Farts was not himself and caused a lot of ha- havoc at the end, I believe. Right. Somewhat at the expense of um not at the expense, but I guess Scarlet Witch had something to do with that. I believe they they put that on her. Um I'm not really sure. But regardless, there was a whole thing with uh uh animosity which didn't have anything to do with Scarlet Witch with between um Scott Lang and um and uh Jack. Which and it is not the same Scott Lang, by the way, that is now shown in the MCU. We, we should they they started doing that after um after Ant Man showed up. <laughs> the, the current, the current Ant Man in the comic books is more like uh it's, it's probably more like Paul Rudd now than than right. it was before, in a way. So regardless, anyway, um the, the 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 last half of the book does definitely have to do with trying to figure out what happened to Jack and apparently at the end someone finds. Someone found Jack of Hearts who was looking for him. We'd, I have the strangest feeling. It's probably... Because this is only, what, five, six issues, right? What, the series? I think so. Because this is a miniseries. This is not a, a ongoing. Oh, boy. Let's
1: go take a look.
0: I, I'm fairly certain they said that, like, a, a while ago. Like, this was a known... That was a known thing. Oh, to the Googles, folks! To the Googles. Let me see if my if the covers have it. No, nope, it doesn't. Okay, I to believe, but I believe it's like it's either five or six issues.
1: To the Googles.
0: And that being the case, like we don't know who it, who shows up then in the end. And it might not be what we we think it is. Um... Or who we think. it? Well, we don't know who it is, but we might, it might not be what we think it is, given what happened in that last panel. Put it that way.
1: Right. Uh, let's see here. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Get them doggy scrolling. Nothing no, Nothing indicated on Comic List.
0: Mm, I it believe just felt number four. I believe freebies would probably likely say the same thing. Um, but I feel fairly confident that this is a miniseries. If they did make it ongoing, I'm I'm fine with that because I've been liking you know so far. I've been liking mm-hmm. what's been going on so far. So it has actually, and I think I've said this before, had me um, going back and reading slots and uh, well, I've, I've read Souls Run when it was going ongoing, but going back and reading Slots
1: right. Run. Right, right, right. I mean, we were doing the show during uh, Souls Run, so. right?
0: Um. So I'm fairly, like I said, I, I, that would be some, I'm, um, that would be some.
1: Yeah, previews also says number four.
0: Yeah, because uh, when I got the covers, it didn't say. It. And sometimes certain stuff they will say in some search space will not, especially one that we, I know neither one of us read that for better or for worse. Right. Um. Anyway, that's uh, She-Hulk number four. No, not, no need to belabor that it anymore. It's, I, like I said, it's potential click of the Week for me. Um, okay. And we'll see where that bears out later
1: on. All righty. So I think what I can do is spin up uh, rapid fire and we will get moving on that. Do it.
0: I ain't got time to bleed.
1: All right. So first up for me is Avengers number 57. It's written by Jason Aaron with art by Javier Garon. Colors are by David Curiel. And letters are by VCs Corey Pettit. So this is another one in these multiversal Avengers stories that explores um, uh, different multi, different aspects, different parts of the multiverse where um, sto- uh, characters are, you know, kind of mishmashed and character origins are, are mishmashed together uh, to create different. Uh, Avengers variants, and so this one involves a character who is essentially the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, doubling as a a, a a super soldier
0: in yes, World War they, II. I believe they called him Soldier Supreme, right?
1: So uh, you know that's the that's the crux of this issue, and uh, you know this is just yet another member of this kind of group of multiversal Avengers that's being that's probably going to be assembled uh, to take on the multiversal Masters of Evil. Next up from Boom Studios is Berserker, number nine. It's written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kint with art by Ron Garney, colors by Bill Crabtree, and letters by Clem Robbins. So I've been keeping up with this. The last few issues have proven to be pivotal in the storytelling of this Berserker book because... Um, it's not what we thought it was definitely not what we thought it was. There's a lot more sci-fi here to this than meets the eye where the last few issues have really delved deep into the sci-fi origin of this berserker character and possibly what, uh, whether or not it's magic or if it's like hard sci-fi at the end of the day, what it comes down to is this character is not or was not everything we thought it was and or, or what we thought he was and uh it'll prove to be a pretty interesting tv or movie adaptation i think sure. you know because that's how it plays out it definitely plays out like this is something that you would see on screen
0: i mean given who who
1: co-wrote it that's exactly more likely exactly. than not exactly 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 um if i'm not mistaken it's already in production or it's in pre or it's in like pre-production Gotcha. Oh, speaking of, side note real quick, did you
0: happen to read that duo book? From that we talked about last week? From Great uh, great No. Oh, okay. No, I, I did say, not get to it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's fine, because I was about to say, because one of the main characters of that also, kind of, you could almost say would probably, be, if they did a movie of it, it would could probably be Keanu
1: mm-hmm.
0: by the way he looks. But anyway,
1: keep on, keep on. All right, next up is Captain America, Symbol of Truth Number 2. is written by Tochi Onye Bucci, with art by R.B. Silva, colors by Jesus Abertov, and letters by, again, our favorite lettering python, V.C.'s Joe Caramagna. So we, f- we catch up with uh, this Captain America um, as he is on a mission at the behest of um, uh, the U.S. government. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we've... Uh, run into the at the end of the first issue we find out who the uh antagonist of this book is set up to be at least at this point and it's an interesting callback to uh marvel comic book history deadpool makes an appearance in this issue and proves to be a pretty interesting foil for sam wilson's fairly you know if you think uh captain america steve rogers is straight laced uh captain america sam wilson in comparison to deadpool is pretty straight laced so you know it's all relative here folks um there is a twist on if if, did you end up reading the first issue yeah i did okay did you read it in time for us to talk about it on the show or did you read it after no i read it before the show okay No, uh, no, for the, for, the, for the the first issue, right? Yeah. So remember, we talked about it being, uh, uh, having a lot of parallels with the Captain America and Winter Soldier, oh no, Falcon and Winter Soldier that was is Soldier, um, right. TV show, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a twist on that, right? That gets further incorporated into this issue, right? Involving Super Soldier Serum, but I'll I won't spoil it for people listening and for Roddy Cat to catch up with this book. And so you know, there's a twist there, and ultimately, uh, uh, in this issue uh, I'm, I'm flipping through it now to refresh my recollection re- recollection. Ultimately, um, where uh, cap Sam Wilson's story and Deadpool's story takes them, leaves them leaves them as a target for a sovereign leader that we all know and love to hate and love as well really interesting mm-hmm. Okay, right. so you know just uh you know when you read it you'll see you know and you wonder you know when when you see the setting right because you get the setting right away you're just like huh so i wonder what's gonna happen in this story and of course what you think will happen actually does happen All right. Next up is All right. So we did Iron Cat, Iron Man, Hellcat, and She Hulk. Next up is The Variants, number one. It's written by Gail Simone with art by Phil Noto and letters by VC's Corey Pettit. So uh, this is, I didn't expect to read this book. I'll be honest, because I'm not that big a Jessica Jones person, but this is built as a Jessica Jones mystery. And unfortunately, like a lot of. comics nowadays everything from avengers to spider-man has to do with the multiverse and this is not any different this is no different at all lots of multiverse shenanigans but the 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 best part of this issue is the the super clean phil noto art which is just always a joy to look at always a joy to look at You know, the facial expressions, you know, the action's never going to be the highlight of a Phil Noto book, right? It's always going to be the facial expressions. You know, he does them so well, and, you know, there's so much acting involved in just the facial expressions of these characters. And so, it is just a wonder to behold a Phil Noto book. And, uh, like I said, more multiverse stuff, more multiverse stuff than you can shake a stick at. Next up is X-Force number 29. It's written by Benjamin Percy, with art by Robert Gill, colors by Guru EFX, and letters by, again, our favorite Lettering Python V.C.'s Joe Caramagna, who's busy this week. Um, in this issue, I don't think Roddy Cat's been keeping up with X-Force. Have you? Uh, I'm a couple of issues behind, but yes, I have. Okay, so you have. It. So uh, just being a few issues behind, I will not spoil um but there is uh a version of uh you know it's a minor spoiler there's a version of cerebro on the loose
0: yeah i've read so I, i'll go ahead and say is i remember i skimmed through the last ep- issue because i was going to read this issue and i was like i don't remember when that ha- when the beginning of that happened
1: so i need to go back and read the the issue before that sounds good sounds good so that's not too big a spoiler right So there is a version of Cerebro on the loose and threatening to uh, essentially take over Krakoa. And the X-Force team has been mobilized to deal with this threat. And ultimately, at the end of the issue, one member may or may not make it out of this particular fracas alive. Does that mean something when it comes to the, uh, the newly revealed status of the x-men to the world their their immortality as it were we don't know yet and they throw a, a wrench into the works here saying that uh the resurrection protocols may not be an option but uh that is the cliffhanger at the end of this issue finally we have x-men red number four it's written by al ewing with art by juan cabal andre genole and michael saint santa maria with colors by Federico Blee and letters by VCs Ariana Mayer. So uh, speaking of the whole uh, reveal in last week's X-Men number 12 of the, uh, the, 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 the resurrection protocols to the world basically through the Daily Bugle and this story, this, ish, the, this, uh, this news has basically been uh, slowly disseminated through um, issues that came out last week and this week. And so um, one of the parts, one, one, one bit of fallout here is that more and more uh, uh, characters know about it. It's much more of a um, uh, 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 part, it's it's become part of the conversation. It's not as big a surprise to the Arakans, you know, the people on Araco, obviously, because they, you know, Araco was an island next to Krakoa for a long time, and they've, they've had to deal with it, especially during the... Um, the Ten of Swords storyline dealing with the idea of the Krakoans being, uh, subject to, uh, resurrection and, uh, you know, dealing with the politics of Arako. And, you know, this is definitely the, the, uh, the game of Thrones X book, as it were, uh, Magneto makes a couple of pledges here to, to, to maybe step away from the resurrection protocol so that he can live as an Arakan, uh so that he can function as someone who will sit on the um the uh the the oh, what is it called uh the, the great, great ring council. of oh. a gotcha you know it's not the uh it's not the um the quiet council but it's the great ring of a mm-hmm. that is their version of the quiet council and uh you know uh magneto makes that particular vow uh in addition if you, I think, Roddy Cat's been keeping up with X Men Red. Uh, yes. There is a cliffhanger at the end of the last issue, that has, um, or I, mean, I don't know if it's a cliffhanger per se, but it's uh, an event that has ramifications that seems that that seems to carry forward here. And uh, again, it has a little bit to do with resurrection protocols, and also has to do with intergalactic politics, because there is a big conference with. Uh, a bunch of the intergalactic uh, planetary um, hmm. uh, 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 leaders, you know. Obviously, Storm as the as the leader of the Soul System is is, is present. Um, it's fun to see Richard Rider as a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, having a say in this. the the, the you know um, Dork King Dork the Eighth I whatever I think it is uh, Teddy from from uh, from Young Avengers. Yes, uh, you know, showing up. Um, you know, uh, having a say in this. So there's a lot of you know intergalactic <clears throat> politics going on in X Men Red, and if that's your thing, then this book does not disappoint this week. And that's it for me for Rapid Fire. Wow! So excitement, so adrenaline. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
0: Alright, so here we go with my stuff. We start off with uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight number four. Uh, Written by script and art by Sean Murphy. I guess formerly known as Sean Gordon Murphy. uh, Although it's still the same person. Colors by Dave Stewart. Letters by and World Design. So we find out in this issue uh, well I guess we can safely say that Duke um, has been officially made officially, unofficially made Robin, much to the chagrin of uh, uh, Bruce in this uh, issue. Uh, Duke in this world is an adult. Most Robins have been <laughs> teenage. So I was like, okay, he's he's doing well by it. But at the same time, like, I feel like he's a little old for the job, I'll put it in that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but nevertheless... There is that Uh, Bruce ends up as well. Bruce ends up disappearing from his quote unquote captivity, although he wasn't really being uh, he wasn't really being arrested. He was just being um, sought by Barbara Gordon to work with her um, since he escaped jail. But he was like, "No, I'm out here." But he but not before finding out uh, some the past history between or what's going on, what's going on with her personal life, I guess, since he's been in jail, which while she's been a part of this world in these, in these books, we didn't get, there's some things we didn't, didn't get a whole lot of um, such as like the, the kind of the animosity between her and uh, well, we get some of that definitely between her and Bruce and um, Dick. And we find out a little bit more about the, uh, about, about that part before going into the fact that um, Derek Powers is kind of, uh, well one uh, Terry who has found the, um, the the bat suit, who stole the bat suit, not unlike he did in the show um, but is working for Derek Powers who's kind of making a power play for Gotham in almost a future state like fashion uh, going on in this world uh, but in so he needs that, and there's also a kind of a Nick Fury slash, uh, I mean, Nick Fury a la, um, um, not Winter Soldier. No, actually, I guess it was Winter Soldier, where um, there was a as a Nick Fury esque vibe with uh, Derek Powers because he's trying, he's basically using the the Bat Tank and wants, I mean, the Bat Tech, and trying to sell it all over the world because of um, some something that he was telling uh, Terry about what's going to happen. Um, um, A batwing in every country, so so to speak. Um, uh, But also is trying to enlist uh, Joker's daughter, uh, Joker Harley's daughter, Jackie, uh, for some odd reason, trying to find Bruce Wayne, who is still on the loose, because that is the loose uh, pin in this. uh, While Bruce with, Jack Napier slash Joker in his head heads to the Batcave and comes across um not only I guess it was the same the, the 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 Batwing that the that the show has but also Ace the Bathound apparently was just roaming around the Batcave and now has been adopted by Bruce uh and named by named by um Jack Napier who somehow again is in his head Uh, because Jack Napier in his world is supposedly dead, but is somehow not. Not sure they have never explained that part yet, and I'm not sure if they're ever going to uh, by the end of this miniseries. But regardless, I have enjoyed uh, these books, and um, uh, there's also a spinoff that is coming off of this particular issue, which we saw coming, which that has to do with uh, Jason Todd, the Red Hood, Uh, and they even at the end of this issue, they even... um, kind of give a nod to that which I, I assume is going to be coming soon since they um since they put that there on the last page. But yeah, so the this world has is not short with of uh stories and they've been g- pretty good so far, so I'm still along for the ride uh in that respect. Next up, we have Aquaman number 5 uh boop. Here we go uh, script by Chuck Brown and Brandon Thomas pencils, Samri Basri inks by uh, Vincette Cifuentes colors by Adriano Lucas and letters by End world design. So um, um, Arthur Curry, Jackson Hyde and Manta, black Manta pretty much have been teaming together to stop the sleeper Ants, uh, uh, Atlanteans from, uh, from waking up. And causing havoc in the surface world. But they stopped one thing. And yet the signal is still uh, waking these sleeper agents. So they had to uh, find another plan. Which they have enacted in this particular issue. But of course Black Manta kind of goes partially against the plan. Because he's Black Manta. He's going to do what he's going to do. Which kind of causes some havoc. um, At the end. Uh, Steve Trevor kind of pays a visit, try to to to, to um to, to to um you know because like the world kind of knows these uh, Atlantean sleeper agents are, are um are are about, and the fact that um Arthur Curry and folks are trying to clean up that mess visibly, you know, hasn't escaped the notice of uh, governments of the world. Put it that way. So there's all that's going on. Um not sure if one of them is going to make it out of this at the end because there was something something that happened at the end that um we have not seen um we have not seen the aftermath of. But we will find out. But they're they're dressing it as um there may be a death of an Aquaman. Um and it's probably not the one you're thinking. So we'll see. Uh next up is Death Stroke number 10. Which is uh, written by Ed Brisson, art by Dexter Soy, uh, colors by Veronica Gandini, letters by Steve Wands. So this starts um, Deathstroke year one after the, um, and I'm not sure because I haven't read the last couple of issues because it's all in that Shadow War stuff. So, I'm not sure if they kind of introduced that or this into that, but regardless, this is starting off uh the, the Deathstroke year one storyline and it goes back in time to um talk about how basically Deathstroke got the way, the way he is, I meaning him being a mercenary, him being a super soldier. Uh, and in fact, it starts off um. After whatever treatments he's gotten kind of um mess with him at first, uh but then kind of uh him adjusting to that and him adjusting to life and him in end up into him becoming uh a mercenary and b- right before he becomes the noted death stroke. So it's a, it's interesting so far as um um uh uh as one would think, because I don't think this is a backstory we don't we never actually got that much of in the past. I don't know. Um but um if you're interested in that character and and, and this it might be something you might want to check out. And that folks is it for me. Clicks of the week.
1: Clicks of the week. Getting that sound effect. So
0: we did get. Uh, actually, we did get both of them. I didn't I forgot to put the other one in. Uh, we got um, two clicks from our absent uh, co-hosts. Uh, one is from Tim, which is Captain America, symbol of truth, number two. Uh, And I don't think he said anything about it. He just said uh, that was his click. Uh, Confirmed. Love G-Chat. I just really love it. And the second one is Deathstroke number 10. He says it's uh, Yuri 1 is interesting, which I agree, uh, from Dirt, which which I agree with so far anyway. So we'll see what Ed Brisson and crew does uh, with this. With, with with that stroke. Seems like it's, it's up his alley, but knowing this type of stuff that he's done in the past, so I expect uh, action forthcoming. More action forthcoming. Uh, you okay. got yours?
1: I'm kind of in between mm-hmm. here this week. I'm in between. I really enjoyed Iron Cat number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I thought it was just a really, really You know, just a fun issue. Believe it or not, I actually didn't mind that Iron Man Hellcat Annual number one Mm -hmm. because I really liked that we kind of saw a lot more of Patsy's story than we have in the last, like, probably 15, 20 years combined.
0: Yeah, there's some truth to that.
1: Um, uh, I thought she's. And X Men Red number four is actually, you know, like I said, with the, the, the political maneuvering stuff mm-hmm. and all and everything going on i actually enjoyed x-men red number four as well so i'm kind of in between here do you have a pick yeah you gonna I'm, jump on
0: i think i'm actually going to go with she-hulk number four because i did say it was earlier it was a, a potential click and i'm mm. and between that and iron cat uh number one or are were the two front runners for me um right. but yeah i think i'm definitely going to go with uh, she-hulk number four um, why are you still thinking? Unless you're still thinking of yours. I'm still thinking. Go ahead. So I'm gonna bring up something else that I for that I didn't get a chance to bring up. I should say, um, while we're here, because unfortunately I didn't. You know, there's a there's a good bit of books so I didn't get a chance to read, but um, Transformers. Uh, Where's it? Transformers: Fate of Cybertron. Uh, came out this past week. And uh, folks did not know, uh, IDW has uh, no longer has the uh, Transformers license. So they have to wrap up uh, their current storyline, which had been going on for three years uh, in the main Transformers book. Uh, and this book, Transformers Fate of Cybertron, I believe is the last book out of that. They, I think they did um, end... The main book at issue forty three, and I believe this book. I haven't had a chance to read this book fully, so I don't. So I can't really go too far into it anyway. But I wanted to bring it up for folks who may be Transformers fans um, to note it, because like I said, I believe this is the last book coming out of that uh, the, out of that run, and I believe that is in addition to Transformers Wars End, which was another miniseries that I believe has ended like a week or two ago. Um, so they can, like I said, finish wrapping up, um, um, all their stuff. But, um, yeah, like I said, it was a three-year run. I'm sorry to see it go. Cause it was, there was a lot of, uh, as Agent 70 just said with the, 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 last book, it was a lot of political intrigue. And that was even before they got into the whole, Hey, we're calling ourselves the Decepticons now and, you know, and the war. Or a war started, I'm not sure if it was the Great War, but a war pretty much started out, and because they had some other things and other um side factions kind of coming into play that that um that came into the mix, but it was all in service of leading up to a version of the Great War that we uh have only heard about in the original um 84 Transformers, so yeah, this. Like I said, kind of hate, hate, hate to see it to go, and I'm gonna check this out at some point. So I'll probably revisit this, uh, probably by next week, and let folks know how this goes. So you got yours?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Iron Cat number one, but X Men Red number four is super close because you know Al Ewing's always up to a bang up job, and he's definitely got something cooking with this X Men Red stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the hardest part for me when it comes to X-Men red is that I don't care about the Arakans, And I think that's the, that's the hardest part. I think mm-hmm. the story is great. I love that, you know, we're getting some of the, the, the intergalactic planetary stuff in <laughs> X-Men red, you know, so we don't have, because we don't have an ongoing guardians book right now. Right. So, you know, it's kind of fun that we're getting some of the space stuff in X-Men red, uh, but at the same time, I don't care about the Arakan. So mm. uh, Iron Cat, I think, is going to be my click of the week for this week.
0: Shout out to this uh, Marvel Legends-esque um, um, variant cover that is that people are seeing on the screen. And that is, Well, everybody, that is not um, Agent 70 anyway, but I can show you right. later. This <laughs> is... I have to figure out how to. Well, I know how to do it. I don't know if it's going to show up, but the, there has been some good variant covers this week. I'll say that. Uh, that being the case, you wait. Do you want both of those actually? What, Iron Cat and X Men Red? No, just, no, no, just no. Iron Cat.
1: Okay. No, no. I made the I made the call. Like I said, based on the fact that I still don't care about the Arakans. <laughs> after all, after all they've done to uh, to try to create, you know, to make them like compelling characters, I do not care about Orako. I okay. just don't okay
0: fair enough that being said we go into the news but first an ad read
1: all right our first ad read of the night is for blue aprons meal delivery service blue apron fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with blue apron always shipped free right to your home and now the listeners of the comic book chronicles can get thirty dollars off your first blue apron order To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. And now we get into the news.
0: Hey, crap! What happened? There we go. Uh, I was trying to get the transition. Uh, there we go. Got it. Um, first up, cinematic news. Barbie set photos reveal Margot Robbie's hot pink '70s inspired outfit. Um, slow Newsweek, folk. <laughs> so yes, um, some Twitter user uh posted some behind the scenes pictures of the film apparently we see margot Robbie stepping out of a trailer in a um hot pink um outfit uh if you're watching the video version, you can see it there for yourself uh is she drinking bubble tea she's drinking some kind of tea it doesn't matter <laughs> it was going back to the whole bubble tea thing <laughs> were going on but regardless she's you know there it is, and there she is and uh that barbie movies is still a thing apparently
1: next up next up ms marvel is officially the highest critically rated marvel show in history but it's not unfortunately one of the more uh viewed disney plus shows for whatever reasons so um the series did not initially perform well when it comes to viewership and still not really it's clearly won over the viewers it does have, according to the review aggregate Rotten Tomatoes. Critics overwhelmingly enjoy the show. It currently holds a critic score of ninety six percent, the highest score ever among Marvel shows. Okay, I,
0: I'm still anti Rotten Tomatoes, but good. good, that's great. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, from Thor four, which comes out next week, um, Hemsworth Watiti discussed the film's four hour batshit crazy first cut, apparently. Uh, the movie hasn't arrived in theaters yet, as you know, uh, but apparently, Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth were, were discussing the movie's rather lengthy first cut, which we know now is definitely a little bit more than half of that, uh, during an interview with Collider. Uh, they were asked how long the original cut of the movie was, and it said, "And if there were any deleted scenes. Uh, says what Waititi says, it was about four hours and a lot of time on set. Uh, we were talking about this before, like when in the moment you're like, this is the greatest thing uh, that any anyone's ever filmed in the history of filming things, no hard purple there, I'm sure. Uh, and you get into the edit, and you're like, uh, I still kind of like it. And then blah 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 blah. Regardless, uh, the um, the a Monty Python skits gets, gets compared to, uh, and also being said, uh, batshit crazy wild as uh, um, Hemsworth says. And he, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, Christian Hemsworth said that he's seen the cut. Uh, which has him saying that. So, hey, go figure. As uh, Agent 70 said uh, before the show, maybe we'll see that in um, um, home release. Maybe it'll be on Disney Plus.
1: Who's to say? Next up. Next up, so this is spoilers for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. If you still haven't watched this movie, it is now out on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But uh, if, you haven't, if you still haven't watched it, spoilers for this movie. So you can fast forward past this particular news uh, item. But there is a major Doctor Doom link that the, uh, uh, in the movie that the Multiverse of Madness producer um, Richie Palmer confirmed. Um, that, uh, in the movie where, uh, Reed Richards makes an appearance, he's actually arriving via the teleportation of, uh, via the time platform of Dr. Doom.
0: So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say here. I thought about that when I saw that scene, I was like, wait, <laughs> same here, same here. Like that—that that has to be what you think it is, but at the same time, where did he get it from? You know, the, the, all the things coming to mind—the stuff that hasn't been established yet in MCU—I'm like, okay, they—they they need to do something with this. They're—they're <laughs> they're right. giving us way too many teases. Yep. So yeah. Um. Next up, though, Emma Roberts joins Sony's Spider-Man spinoff, um, Madam Web. And I don't know what that is in in that picture they have on this uh, thing, but it looks like a big, giant, hairy spider on her shoulder. Uh, Either way, uh, apparently, according to Deadline, Emma Roberts uh, has joined the cast in an undisclosed role, um, along with everybody else who has been um, uh, attached to this uh, movie. Uh, Sony did not issue a comment regarding Robert's reported casting at the time of the recording. So still hush hush on the scenes of that thing. That's probably not tied to anything that we would care about. Next
1: up. All righty. So next month, July now, because we are in July now. Uh, in July, Marvel Studios makes its return to San Diego Comic-Con. So during a press conference for Thor Love and Thunder, Marvel Studios President and Marvel Entertainment Chief Creative Officer Kevin Just say Kevin Feige <laughs> confirmed... <laughs> Kevin Feige confirmed that Marvel Studios would be present at San Diego Comic-Con 2022, marking the studio's first appearance at SDCC since 2019. The confirmation debunks an earlier report claiming that Marvel Studios is planning to sit out Comic-Con for another year. And, you know, we thought maybe they might sit it out in favor of just doing all the announcements at uh, D23. But it turns out that marvel studios is going to be at san diego comic-con this year right i mean that
0: doesn't negate them still doing something at the um at the com- uh, 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 convention which i'm pretty sure right. they will but yeah yeah, so, they will yeah but the fact that, like we even said last week like it didn't it's weird for them to miss out on comic-con like, granted, they have before, but still, like, it just feels weird at this point for them to not to have, one, to not have anything with right. stuff we know coming across and just
1: not be there at all, so. Right. I mean, when we were at the height of the pandemic, it made sense. Right. You know, but no, as we, as, you know, like, and, and obviously we're still dealing with the, the effects of the the, the the pandemic, which is essentially now endemic, but, yeah. um, you know, uh, ultimately, you, we're we're hoping that everything goes off without too much of a hitch and that people stay healthy mm-hmm. when they attend San Diego and they're able to, uh, you know, um, uh, have this panel and make these, uh, great announcements that we're all expecting.
0: Yeah. I was watching, um, um, I should have put it in the show notes, but I was watching, um, I believe it was the Nerdist, uh, uh, recap video for Miss Marvel for, for this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the dude makes a joke was like, um, it was something about masks, and it was like because apparently uh well, got think it was about the part where um uh Kamala says um are you are what maybe I'm from Canada because apparently she is from Canada in in the midst of that and uh, and the dude was like, um, um well yeah, making make, it, make it, basically making a joke about Americans not wearing masks. and he was like is that too far (laughs) i was like i laughed at that one i I, I got i had a genuine laugh about that it was like yeah he's right because i think i'm probably one of the one of the few people i have seen around here wearing a mask continuously that's ridiculous so anyway um uh that was just a a nice little side next up um, oh, I guess that's me. Uh, Adult Swim reveals panel plans for San Diego Comic Con 2022. Um, so apparently, they're going to have a busy, quite busy summer because the number of their series returning for new episodes, but they also have plans for the bigger events over the next uh, course over the course of the next few months. Excuse me, uh, which includes uh, San Diego Comic Con. So. Like normal folks, uh, after Comic-Con, we will definitely have a deluge of, well, maybe not even a deluge, but we will definitely have a bunch of announcements for the next couple of weeks uh, after the show about stuff coming up, I'm sure. Uh, This article goes into a list of stuff that is returning and whatnot, including some shows I'm not even going to mention, and uh, most of these I don't even watch anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, But yeah, there you go. Adult Swim. In effect, San Diego. Next up.
1: Next up. So Warner Brothers Discovery still seems so weird to say that. Yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery announced this week uh, its plans to uh, its plans for San Diego Comic-Con 2022 from July 21st through the 24th. Uh, Just like Marvel Studios, this marks Warner Brothers first in-person appearance at the convention in three years after previous conventions were canceled or scaled back because of the pandemic. So you know we're going to get a lot of stuff, uh, including um, you know and, and lots of updates in, uh, including panels on the Game of Thrones prequel House of the Dragon, uh, the final panel for CW's Riverdale screenings for Harley Quinn season three, and Green Lantern Beware Beware My Power. We're going to get some uh, stuff on some video game stuff on that uh, Gotham Knights. And, um, we also get some Sandman stuff. So we, you know, there's lots of stuff here in this article, take a look at it. But, uh, you know, it, it, it turns out that this San Diego is probably going to be close to pre pandemic levels in terms of activity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's safe enough to say. So I cannot wait for that. Um, that, uh, Green Lantern movie. Uh anyway, Harley Quinn teases big announcement with New Art and the Court of Owls. Uh shout out to Tim for writing this up. Uh let's see. There was a um, season three. Yeah, there was uh, announcement was probably most likely tied to when season three will drop, which I th- thought may have been released already, but maybe I missed that. Um and it says, well, actually it happened by now, so um But apparently the Court of Owls is going to be on the Harley Quinn show Uh, and looks like uh, season three, yeah, is going to arrive on HBO Max in July. But uh, according to this article, uh, which granted is from a few days ago and probably has been um, uh, released by now, there was no date given as of this um, article. So I have not watched that show. Have you? Uh nope. Let me see something real quick so I won't have to do this later. Um Yeah, 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 whatever. Um Oh, okay. Uh let's see. July twenty eighth. So yeah, July twenty eighth is when season three of Harley Quinn is going to um hit the HBO Max. Next up, we're going to move over I guess we can go and officially count this as anime anime uh, corner.
1: <laughs> go ahead. All right, so uh) Warner Brothers Japan released a new five-minute video that recaps the events of the Avengers Scar. So this is the Full Metal Alchemist live-action, mm-hmm. which is released earlier this year. The clips were released ahead of the premiere of the final movie in the franchise's live-action movie trilogy, The Last Transmutation, which opens in Japan on June 24th. Okay. So lots of spoilers in here. Yeah. I am not familiar with Full Metal Alchemist at all. I still... I'm on the fence about watching the original or uh, Brotherhood. Which mm-hmm. one I should start with? So, but I am in a lull when it comes to my anime journey. So maybe this is where I pick up. Mm, but about, um, yeah, interesting was... that there's uh, live action stuff out here.
0: Oh, there's oh my gosh, that is a yes, that is a um, that is a well traveled road at this point. Not all of it is good. The live
1: action, yeah.
0: I mean, for any live-action, because there's, there's a lot of live-action right. animes, not just this.
1: No, I've seen bits and pieces of the, the Attack on Titan. Yeah. Obviously, we saw uh, Cowboy Bebop, yeah. so yeah, it's a little tough. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, like, uh, it's funny, Like the next story involves the one anime I have been keeping up with, which is Spy X Family. Yes,
0: um, in fact, I I have except for that last episode, which is um, which we'll talk about now. Um, Spy Week's Family has aired the final episode of the season, along with the rest of the, twing, the spring twenty twenty two anime schedule coming to which is coming to an end, um, and now the series is getting ready for its second half return uh, this fall with a new trailer teasing what is coming our way next. I'm sure folks who read the read the manga already know this um it says here Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm looking for a date here there's no concrete release date for the new episodes outside of october release window um but they are teasing what's coming in episode 13 and beyond Uh, i'm assuming it's going to go full 26 uh, at the end of this because it would only make sense Uh, And there's a trailer for um, the part two in this article, if you are so inclined. Next up.
1: Alright, sorry about that. Dragon Ball Super has already hit theaters across Japan. Uh, This is Super Superhero, the movie. And um, the series creator has already been committed to the next projects <clears throat> in the franchise. So Akira Toriyama has started work on the new movie before Dragon Ball Super. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, so, no, he just says that he's already working on the next project to come.
0: Right. And apparently from, from this article, I remember reading this article that um, he, he started on this one when he was still working on the Brawley one. Right. So so he's been working on projects while he's been working on other projects, which is kind of uh, interesting. So we'll see what else he's got coming under, uh, coming down the pike, I guess. Uh, next up, though, Bleach will take on several plot holes with new anime. Uh, so this um, thousand year war, blood war, excuse me, uh, that is coming up. Uh apparently there's been some questions about bleach characters that were never addressed. Uh fans have long hoped that the series would revisit those gaps and should the anime ever get a comeback. And it turns out um Tite Kubo planned to do just that when the new series drops this fall. Um the promise comes from Kubo himself, so fans can rest assured knowing some goodies are yet to come. Um the artist not long ago confirmed that is uh, confirmed that on their personal blog. So, yeah. So this uh, this uh, new arc that is coming up from Bleach uh, should answer some questions. I can only imagine what some of them are because I, I there's only a couple that I can remember. <laughs> um, before we hit this next one. I have no, you go ahead and hit this next one because I want to, I want to drop, I just dropped one in, but, uh, we'll talk about that one after you do this one.
1: All right. <clears throat> Crunchyroll confirmed after lots of people begging that it's adding Paranoia Agent <clears throat> as the anime appeared in its U.S. catalog this week. So this is, uh, an anime from 2004. Mm hmm. And, uh, it's apparently very popular and now you can watch it with English subtitles and the original Japanese audio. Yeah, it's a I've heard
0: about Pandora a- Agent and Oh, another. you can
1: watch it with English dub. Yeah, if you are so inclined. <clears throat> um, right. If that's your if that's your prerogative, it's the way that you want to live. It's the wrong way, but it's the way. <laughs> it is.
0: Oh damn, You even got a sound confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Or rebuttal, we don't know which one is which. Regardless, um, stop it, stop it, stop it. Okay, sorry, um, furiously clicking here, folks. So, um, you know, you don't, need, you don't need permission. You make your own decisions. Yeah, you know, that's 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 we do. you. <laughs> but yeah, Paranoid Agent, uh, if I remember correctly, is good. I don't, I've. is usually not my cup of tea, but it's one of those ones. You know, go, going through and uh, going through anime at the time it's like hey what is this and then you find out what it is and I'm like huh okay <laughs> and that's not, that's not an indictment of it it's just that you know like it's a, one of those uh thrillers so it's kind of if that's your cup of tea that's you know that that's your thing or it's not your thing either way right. um uh next up uh in the last for the anime before we go into the manga corner um xbox is giving away yu yu Hakusho season one for free uh which this is not the first time they 've done this and and uh, I believe they've also do- uh, given away season one of uh, of uh Dragon Ball Z, so not you know you know not surprising, but I believe, oh yeah, I guess this is around that time every year they have like an anime month or something like that, and I think I thought it had it had this, um had happened by now, but um Oh no, this is not even from that anime must must have. so n- usually uh, Xbox would have an anime month thing and they would give away like a season or two a season of uh, certain stuff like Dragon Ball and or you hackcker show or like you know episode one of some anime. Uh, this is apparently coming from Xbox Gameplex ultimate perks. so I guess they just kind of co-opted it into that. Uh, if you don't know xbox game pass ultimate is their service where it's like hey there's a bunch of games that um that you can play you know that you can play um uh for quote-unquote free if you do this monthly service it's usually a pretty good value because there's a lot of stuff that comes out new day one this is not a uh, we're not sponsored by it i'm just saying but now they're adding you how show season one to this perk which i'm going to assume if this is the correct uh, if this is the deal, I, you're probably going to keep that even if you're not paying for for um, Ultimate or for Game Pass. So it doesn't necessarily say here. But regardless, it's a good deal. 28 episodes, season one of Yu Yu Show, if you haven't seen it already uh, at this point. which uh, Unless you're like Agent 70, who hasn't. Um, um, but it is on this list, so don't worry about it. Or at least I believe it is on your list, right? It's definitely on the list. Yeah. So yeah. So so would um definitely want to jump on this uh, if you have Game Pass and don't already have this from previous sales. So anyway, now we're going to go over into the anime corner. I mean, it's going to be the manga corner. Well, we're
1: still yeah, exactly. Within... We're still in the we're still in the uh, the the anime corner, but now we're in the technically the manga corner. So I guess I'll I'll play something else now. Sure. gotta love it uh yes throwing some throwing some haiku indeed i'll still i miss i miss watching haiku i mean i watch it just for fun but yes i I know know, it's it's one of my favorites man (laughs) it's so good it's so good like you know i know roddy cat's not a sports ball guy i've watched sports anime though so that's that's slightly different yeah, you should definitely watch Haiku though. Haiku is
0: awesome. I know it. It is like I said. You are not the only person. I and up and down my Twitter line when it was actually coming out. You know, coming out fresh. The people. were. Right. Haiku is like the best thing. So I, I hear. I hear. I hear. I hear.
1: Haiku is awesome. All right. I just refreshed my uh, my sheet, so you have to just allow me a minute to let it load, so I can scroll and we can get to the comic news here. Yep. The manga news that is all right. Uh, the My Hero Academia. Oh my goodness! It just scrolled right past me. Scroll, <laughs> scroll, scroll. All right. My Hero Academia peeks into Endeavor's tragic origin story. So My Hero Academia has shed a tragic new light into Endeavor's origin story, teasing the darkest elements that push his idea of heroism with the newest chapter of the series. This is from last week, I believe. And I so. and what's funny is that I I I had only taken a look at it; I hadn't read it yet. So this is Ooh. just minor spoilers for Sorry. me. So, no, but it's okay, because I usually try to keep up with that stuff when, they come, when it comes out. Right, um, bottom line here, though, is that Endeavor is taking on one for all. I mean, uh, all for one, that is. And, uh, and uh, uh, you know, he's being forced to face the darker parts of his past, and that's what it comes down to. Dun, dun, dun. All right.
0: Now we go over to comic book news.
1: transition i gotta you know what it is i've got to set all my transitions on on one page so that i don't have to keep flipping back and forth yeah that makes
0: sense uh marvel's loki implies that he's been romantically involved romantically with spoilers spoilers um so this is spoilers for Marvel's Voices Pride Number One, which came out last last week or week before last. One last,
1: recently. I want to say last week.
0: Yeah, I believe that might be right cause I'm the scene because I'm seeing very.
1: You know what's funny is that just hold that thought. Is that um, if I'm not mistaken, there was some confusion on our part. Because of the solicitations, but what ended up happening is that mm-hmm. because of shipping delays, variant covers for certain books yes. have been getting shipped on different weeks, right. even though like the first – the like the, the initial or regular release, the prime release date is like the first date and the second date is just when those um, – and those variants finally hit the shop. So, hit the comp shops.
0: So that's what I was going to mention because this week was one of those weeks because there were a bunch right. of uh, variant covers for Marvel's Voices number one. Uh, uh, but
1: the main book came out last week.
0: Correct. So, as a matter of fact, a couple other books. Now that I think about it, with the variant covers came out this week, and and the book came out last week. So, right. anywho. Um, In the story, All My Exes in the Nexus, which was a story from Alyssa Wong and Stephen Byrne, um, brings readers back to the heyday of the Young Avengers. Uh, in the process, it shines a new light on the many former lovers of Asgard's own trickster god Loki, uh, including a couple of other mystic Marvel uh, icons. And I, since I'm just going to go and spoil it, it's Hercules and Morgan Le Fay. So, neither one of those are a surprise, actually. So, <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, next up, I think we can skip this next story because yeah. it covers books that we covered this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. I meant to take that out of there. So, yeah.
1: All right. All right. So Marvel announces this is this this story actually just dropped today and Mar- Thanks to uh, shout out to uh, at Tim Dog 98 for doing a quick write up on this that we are taking from mm-hmm. Marvel announces a new Spider-Man series from Dan Slott and Mark Bagley. So legendary Spider-Man creators Slott and Bagley are returning to the web slinger for a new ongoing series called Spider-Man. Number one, it launches in the aftermath of Edge of Spider-Verse to coincide with Spider-Man's 60th anniversary and teams Slott and Bagley together for the first time. So the first, this series is going to feature appearances from Spider-Verse heroes such as Spider-Woman, Ghost-Spider, Miles Morales, Silk and more along with some new heroes set to be introduced, set to be introduced in Edge of Spider-Verse. So this is also going to tie into the current Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. Amazing Spider-Man and pick up plot elements such as Spidey's new costume and his mysterious association with Norman Osborn. Interesting. So, uh, welcome back Dan lot after, uh, kind of being, um, you know, spending such a long uninterrupted run on amazing.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, never mind, I'm not gonna do that right now. <laughs> Hold that thought. Um, Gaben and Buckingham returned to their unfinished Miracle Man story in 2022, So Marvel announced that uh, Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham, the Silver Age will release this coming October, Uh, complete with remastered editions of the first two published issues. Miracle Man uh, will complete the Silver Age with new artwork and bonus materials. Uh, We're back, Buckingham said of the announcement. Neil and I have had these stories in our heads since 1989. So it's amazing to finally be on the verge of sharing them with our readers. (laughs) Ooh, excuse me, which uh, noted in this article, the Silver Age was previously unfinished, which is why they get to return to it. And plus, that uh, um, Marvel has the Miracle Man license again. So, and that will be October. So, yay.
1: Next up. Alrighty. Uh,. Kirkman and Otley reunite for an invincible spinoff story in Skybound X. So this is the Skybound Entertainment uh, anthology comic series, and it returns this month, July. And to mark that occasion, uh, Kirkman and Otley are reteaming up for a new story starring Battle Beast, which will lead into the character's anticipated spinoff comic book series. This is going to hit shops on Wednesday, July 20th. And Skybound X number 25 marks the return of the title following its wildly successful five issue limited run last summer. Okay.
0: Need to be working on Invincible Season 2, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they are. Anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, DC gives Superman a new sidekick uh, Meet Boy Thunder. Okay. Yeah. This September DC reveals uh, the previously untold story of Boy Thunder, Superman's short lived sidekick. The story of Boy Thunder begins in Batman's. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Batman Superman uh, World's Finest Number Seven, which per September 2022 solicitations is scheduled to hit comic shops Tuesday, September the 20th. The issue is written by Mark Wade and illustrated by Dan Mora. Uh, the latter of whom also created the main cover art. Uh, and I say I knew it because I, I feel like the story was kind of the beginning of the story was kind of. Uh, kind of going down this road to what end, I have no idea. But regardless, uh, it features variant covers by Joshua Middleton, Pete Woods and Todd Knock. So, yeah, did you you didn't happen to read that last issue, did you?
1: Mm-mm.
0: OK, Anyway, Uh
1: next up okay uh dc I, gives deathstroke uh batman ask yeah. year one full of
0: tragedy yeah, i was about to say we could skip that could have kind of talked about this earlier
1: oh because of what uh uh which call because of what uh, pc and underscore dirt's click of the week was
0: uh oh, that also but also yeah yeah but i think i also talked about in, in the, the clicks i mean uh, in the <laughs> um the, the the rapids so yeah
1: all right so spoiler alert for arrow Two Arrow characters, Oliver and Mia Queen, make a grand return in DC's Earth Prime Heroes Twilight No. 6 Arrowverse event. Earth Prime Heroes Twilight No. 6 comes from writers Jeff Hirsch and Thomas Pound, artist Will Robson, colorist Alex Sinclair, and letterer Tom Napolitano, blah, 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 blah. Um, is this a new issue coming out soon? I presume so. Yes scrolling 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 uh the issue's on sale now earth prime here's twilight number
0: six okay yay last but not least uh, 8 Billion Genies comic to be adapted into a franchise, which pro- probably should not be here, but nevertheless, whatever. Um, should have been in cinematic news. Yeah, I was about um, to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. I put it in the wrong place. It doesn't matter. Um, Amazon Studios has found his next comic book series to adapt into a big budget franchise. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Charles Solder and Ryan Brown's image comic series 8 Million Genies has uh, had his rights picked up by Amazon with the studio looking to capitalize on a creator-owned series with a movie, TV series, and more. Soul and Brown are attached to the film as uh, executive producers, though no directors or writers have been chosen yet. Uh, The 8 Billion Genies comic is an 8-issue miniseries that launched its first issue in May, with issue number two on sale today, which is a rhyme. Bars uh so yeah the features the series features a world where every single person is given a genie to grant one wish on the surface that sounds amazing but once you factor in eight billion genies and wishes all being granted all at the same time chaos is sure to unfold uh, according to this article um as its description states all hell breaks loose in a very entertaining way and that's just the beginning why also does that sound like the plot of uh wonder woman 1984 yeah. in a way uh, I am saying it is. I'm just saying it kind of does. Anyway, mm-hmm. folks, um, that is the end of
1: the news section. How about one last ad read? Our last ad read of the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosé to cabernet to torronte. Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel any time. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash Wink. That's cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C wink wines through cspn do it today and here at blue bunny we employ the world's
0: best oh, no 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 that's not what i was supposed to do that was not going on okay never mind you're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> And that, folks. <laughs> what happened just now? Oh well, the last thing was intentional. The first thing was not. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, folks.
1: Like, what happened just now? Like I, I literally just like like everything went dead. I was like, "What happened? What's going on?"
0: Oh wait, so you didn't hear the Spider-Man thing? Oh no. Oh great. Well, folks out there probably did. Um, that, folks, is the end of the show. <laughs>
1: That's Spider-Man hey article. it's a friday show we also have to announce that next week we are going on movie protocol yes indeed so
0: thor love and thunder comes out and we both will have either seen or are going to see um the the movie that thursday night so no show then but we'll do another uh, friday night show as we did this week which this it week sounds was like the plan uh, that being the case, uh, this, uh, blah, 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 I have been Ride Cat. You can find me at Ride Cat on Twitter. You can find me at News and Need on Twitter. You can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. PopcultureNet on Twitter. PopcultureNetwork.com and all those umbrella sites they're in. <laughs> Tim dogg98 on twitter the osiris that is ish uh, you can also find him at cbcron on twitter which is the comic book chronicles twitter account you can also find him at the click nation that's T K L I Q N A T I O N, all one word also theClickNation.com. and also comicbook.com where he's over there writing his face off <laughs> You can find Spider Man and at Marvel Comics, but you can also find him uh, uh, on YouTube in old episodes of the Electric Company, which was the um, which was the bit of the stinker that um, y'all heard that Agent Underscore Seventy did not, or hopefully y'all heard it anyway. <laughs> uh, but this here show you can find on the of the Podcast Network at CSPN.us. Do it today you can also find us at your podcast personal place of choice whether it be Google Play Apple iTunes aka Apple, Apple, Apple podcast Spotify or the Coastal podcast network SoundCloud page uh, you can also find us again recording every Thursday night normally um, on youtube.com slash the and twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles uh like i said movie protocol next week hopefully y'all don't get spoiled or or we don't none of us get spoiled on uh thor uh, love and thunder please if you do watch the movie don't be spoiling it for everybody else on day zero
1: um
0: and i know there's going to be um articles and reviews out by then if they haven't already started so just be careful of that while you're on the uh the interwebs
1: right now yeah especially from this week on
0: yes absolutely
1: and with that folks this
0: has been the cumber chronicles peace peace
1: one